minerals and our mineral kingdom is very important when it comes to creating a foundation in which we can actually start creating health. What happens when you don't water a plant, it completely dries out and it starts to die? Well, if you put really, really good water on the plant that's you know, already almost dead, you can actually save that plant. And it will actually start having life because of the water. It's like that when it comes to minerals. Metaphorically, the water represents minerals. You know, so we're watering these plants that we haven't been giving any attention to. Now, the fascinating thing about the human body is look at all the garbage that we put in it, and it can still actually somewhat live. It's like a plant that has been dead, yet you can actually still bring that dead plant back to life. So it's just fascinating that no matter how dry your plant is, you can always add water to it, and you can always create life out of that dead plant. Meaning no matter how far in the hole you feel, how deep in the mud you feel stuck, you can bring yourself out of that hole and you can bring yourself out of that mud. And one of the best places to start is remineralization. And another note that I want to make, when it comes to remineralization, it's not about just giving you minerals. It's also giving you different supplements with the right formulations of different vitamins different precursors, different cofactors, but understanding the relationship between minerals and hormones, minerals and vitamins, minerals and enzymes. So a mineral balancing program doesn't just have minerals. It focuses on minerals, but it has other supplements that are going to actually allow the minerals to get effectively utilized because you have to work the body from all facets. Welcome to Masculine Mastery, a show dedicated to helping men open their hearts, rise into their greatness, and liberate their most alive, awakened, and authentic selves. My name is Christopher August, and I invite you to join me each week alongside some of today's most respected thought leaders, where we'll be diving deep into a wide range of topics to support the evolution of masculinity and the consciousness of this planet. What's up, everybody? You're back for another episode of the Masculine Mastery Podcast. I am your host, Christopher August, and today we have a special guest in Jason Granzik. Jason was introduced to me by one of my dear friends, my brother, Ryan Sprague, who is also on the podcast, who I also facilitate workshops with called Breathe with Cannabis, and I am so happy this man came on recommendation from Ryan. Now, his work, mind-blowing. I was very, very engaged, as I am in all conversations, but this conversation just took it to a whole nother level. There was just so much wisdom and knowledge that came through this, specifically around the role minerals play in our mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual health. Now, for many of you, you know, and for many people listening to this, minerals may have never been really a key conversation as it pertains to our health and our well-being. But I can tell you after this, I was very convinced on why minerals are so important and how they can support us, empower us, elevate us, and help us to truly thrive from the inside out. I even went as far as I, after the podcast, I ordered a hair test. I am about to jump into a protocol with Jason, and I am so excited for this. And he, again, has worked with Ryan, and Ryan's testimonial based on what he's experienced just after a few weeks of being on a protocol, remineralization protocol has been unbelievable. The amount of energy and life force flowing through Ryan and, you know, just the things that he's saying, you know, about his sleep and, and pretty much every single aspect of his inner and outer well-being. So with that being said, I am really excited for you to listen to this episode 
to this conversation. I can promise you, you're going to receive a ton of value from this. And perhaps it will pique your curiosity to even go and book a session with with Jason. Now, before we get into it, I just want to mention a couple things. Number one, the legendary leadership, our signature 12-week men's immersion and retreat, The wait list is now open for our next round, which begins October 15, 2023. And the men that are currently going through this program are experiencing major shifts and transformations in just a few weeks. Now, really, this program is for any man that is looking to step into a life of greater purpose, greater service, of greater contribution, really wants to hone in and embody his soul's mission and become not only the leader for his own life, but for his family, his community, and the world at large, someone that is ready to really make a big impact in the world. And if that is you, go on over to masculinemastery.co slash leadership, check out the entire program. It is a game changer, and we have put a lot of time and energy into building this program. And I can promise you, by the end of it, you will see massive results. So masculinemastery.co slash leadership, get on the wait list, and we will notify you with all of the details for the next round that begins in October. And if you are a listener of the podcast, perhaps this is the first episode you're listening to, perhaps this is the 10th, wherever you are, if you could please follow us, subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review, anything on Spotify and Apple, it really helps us to get the word out. So please Follow us, like us, subscribe, review, and we greatly appreciate it. Without further ado, let's get into this conversation, this episode with Jason Granzik. What's up, everybody? We are back for another episode of the Masculine Mastery Podcast. And today I have brother Jason coming on and Jason, uh, well, I connected with Jason through a dear brother of mine, which you've heard on the Masculine Mastery Podcast, Ryan Sprague. We also do Breathe with Cannabis workshops and just a very dear friend. So we have now woven some circles together and I have Jason on and Jason is a holistic health practitioner, integrative plant medicine practitioner, and just somebody that has a wealth of wisdom to share. I've been following his Instagram account for a little while now, and I feel like today's episode, today's conversation with Jason is going to be really, really good. And I'm really excited to dive into all things health related because, you know, us men specifically, the men listening to this podcast, you may find yourself out of balance whether that's physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And today we're going to kind of bring all of that together to help bring some harmony, some synergy, some coherence within yourself, perhaps through this conversation and what you're going to learn. So welcome, my brother. What's going on there, brother, man? Thank you for having me on your podcast. And I'm really, really excited to get into the magnificent discussion that we're about to have. Yeah, man. Yeah. I feel like there's going to be a lot to be uncovered here. And before we get into that, I always like to ask all of the people I bring on the podcast, tell us a little bit about your story. How did you get into this whole realm, you know, of holistic health, of integrative plant medicine? How did you, where did it kind of start and how did it get to where it is now? Maybe some of the highlight reels in between there. Yeah, definitely. You know, to synthesize everything, instead of like writing a whole book about it, just like a lot of people having a lot of, lot of challenges that have been very hard to navigate and have awareness in navigating them, which really brings up us being able to take responsibility for our own self. And I got really sick when I was about 12 to 13 years of age. And Started with digestive issues and low energy and all the symptoms that come with that. Going from doctor to doctor, being misdiagnosed, saying I have an autoimmune condition, saying I have Epstein-Barr virus, saying I have IBS, and not really accepting that, but at the same time, not really knowing what was really happening inside of me. And that was really one of the biggest catalysts that brought me up to understand, okay, having the orientation 
to effectively navigate what was happening in me psychologically, that was creating all the symptoms in me physiologically. You know, all the symptoms are nothing but a message in which your soul is communicating to us to really find meaning in medicine and why we have that symptom. So I spent years trying to fix and correct my symptoms without really finding the meaning in the medicine in which I was having the symptom. And through working with minerals and creating a foundation and working with plant medicine, diving deeper into my psyche, really allowed me to see what was the meaning and why I had these symptoms, not labeling it being Epstein-Barr virus or chronic fatigue syndrome or Lyme disease or mold toxicity. They're just symptoms. Now, don't get me wrong. Environment has a significant influence on our healing and our health, but we attract things. So if I'm in an environment that has mold, we have to look deeper and see, okay, what is the psychological orientation in which is attracting this environment? And why am I in this environment? Why am I living in it? It may not be about just eradicating and clearing up the mold. I may have to actually clear what it is in me psychologically that attracted me to be in this situation. You know, so navigating a lot of these challenges and finding the meaning and the medicine in them has brought me to be in the place that I'm in now to where I understand that really we are creating everything. We are creating all of our pain and everything like that. And we can't rely on anyone to help us and fix us. They can provide us with valuable information and insight, but we have to be willing to do the work ourselves inwardly and only then supplements and other things that we're doing, cold plunging saunas, are actually going to be effective once we have that space in us to really receive it. Mm. There was a lot there that you mentioned, which is very key to this conversation and how I believe it will unfold. And we'll allow that just to take place as it needs to. But I'm glad that you really set the foundation for how our physical health manifests in the sort of, you know, what we call or label, like you said, Epstein-Barr, Lyme disease, all of these things. But, you know, really speaking from how things originate, which it would be the energetic, the emotional, the mental level, right? These levels, and then actually seeing it in physical reality on our bodies, in our bodies in some form or fashion. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. You know, and that's the thing. We can have psychological wounding that happened when we were five, six, seven years of age, but it may not actually express itself until we're in our later teenage years, 20s or even 30s. So then it can be really hard for us to make the distinction and connection that, okay, when my mother left my dad when I was seven years of age, that brought me to a place of having insecurity and not feeling safe and connected with family. Therefore, now my symptoms when I'm 23, 24 years of age are really just reflecting and mirroring back to me what happened when I was a young child. Mm. What is the first thing that we ask somebody when they come to us with pain? What is the matter? What thoughts are orchestrating and creating the matter? And it took me years to find that out myself that I'm creating the matter. And seeing the beliefs and ideas in the myth I had in the story I was telling myself that was creating the matter and therefore creating these symptoms. Mm. And now, you know, with that being said, and that on the table, you look at our society as a whole, and we have it all backwards, because of course, you go to any sort of Western allopathic doctor, it's like, oh, yeah, okay, so you're dealing with this, here's this, here's this medicine, here's this and well, here's these drugs, these pharmaceutical drugs, here's this band-aid, whatever it is, it's like, it's just treating the symptom and we're actually not getting to the root. And so we're just continuing to perpetuate what we're experiencing over and over and over again. And so therefore this entire system has been set up backwards in, well, in many ways, many of those being intentional to continue creating money. I mean, but that's a whole nother conversation in itself. <laughs> exactly. And you know, that's the thing. Symptoms are nothing but branches of the tree. And we're really good with trimming the branches, but we're not good and we're not skilled 
as being practitioners or doctors, speaking for everybody as an example, and I'm not saying everybody has this you know, perception and understanding, but we don't actually address what is happening at a root level. And we don't cut the fear, the root of the fear down. We don't cut the root down and therefore we trim the branches and next thing you know, they're actually growing longer than they were before. You cover one symptom, you're going to create a symptom in another area. And that symptom that you cut can come back and haunt you even more than it did beforehand. You know, and I'd say probably one of the most important things that I can share with people that I've really been able to learn myself is what is the gap in the split that I have in myself? What am I telling myself inwardly that is different than what I'm conveying and expressing outwardly? Inwardly, do I feel safe? Most people, they may not feel safe inwardly, but outwardly, they're like, look at my car and look at my big house. Inwardly, for example, myself, I never felt like I was smart enough. Outwardly, I'm Mr. Know-it-all. And that creates a gap. And in that gap, fear comes in. And that acts against love. So that's why it's really important that when it comes to healing, what I say Honesty is the number one thing that you have to have when it comes to healing. Honesty when it comes to preparation for medicine, because if you're not honest with yourself, how are you going to surrender? And asking yourself one of the hardest questions that is hard for us to answer. What is the secret story I'm telling myself and what is my biggest unmet task and need? And feeling that in the heart and letting yourself get out of the mind because it's only the heart that can convey justice to the mind, justice being truth. So that the mind can really never wrap itself around truth, but the heart can convey to the mind what truth really means to us. But we have to have honesty to really drop in a heart space. And when we're really authentically wholeheartedly honest with ourselves, where are we actually living life in our heart, connected with our soul? But if we're not being fully honest with ourselves, it disconnects us from love. It disconnects us from our soul. And therefore, we're living two completely different stories. One we have inwardly and one we're sharing with everybody outwardly. And that can create fatigue like crazy, because then you have all these different personas, all these different masks that you have to maintain and all these different relationships that you're not being honest with. And it's consistently taking and robbing energy from you because you're maintaining something that is actually an illusion. And then if we go around trying to figure out why we're sick and we're fatigued and we're not being honest with ourselves and we're not looking at these things, then we're really never going to effectively heal. But here's the paradoxical thing. Everything that I went through was me actually healing. But I had to get into a place to where I was mature enough to really understand this. Because if I can go back after the hundreds of thousands of dollars that my dad and I spent doctor to doctor, I wouldn't change anything. So actually, when I felt like I was banging my head up against a wall and not healing, I actually was. And why I say that is because I never gave up. I didn't just accept it. I still knew there were many other pieces that were not being evaluated and looked at. Therefore, I had to go through that process to bring me to a place now where I'm ready to actually receive the healing. It was right there in front of me, but I really couldn't understand it because I couldn't be in a place to be responsible enough to be healthy. Because to be healthy means you have to be responsible. Because the healthier you are, the more energy you have. The more energy you have, the more power you have. Therefore, the more power you have, you can actually create anything that you want to create, a.k.a. the magician in tarot. So one reason why we're scared to be healthy and scared to heal is because we're actually scared of the responsibility that comes with it. Mm. I mean, there was so much in there that was incredibly profound and really taking this all in digesting everything that you're saying, because I feel, and I'm going to get 
vulnerable myself here. You know, I feel that most people listening to this and just like you said at that last part, I think what people truly fear is their own power, their own life force that's coursing through them. And what would that actually feel like? What could you do with that type of energy, that type of power? And how would we use that and utilize that, whether for the good or, you know, for the alternative? But for me personally, it's been interesting hearing just the few segments that we've had so far in this conversation. And I've, for most of my life, have dealt, it's probably since I was 18, it started to manifest and I've been tracking it. You know, a lot of the work that I do with other people, as well as myself is shadow work and a lot of emotional alchemy, looking at the different aspects of our psyche as well and all of that. So I've explored this in myself, but I've yet to crack the code. And there was the, the question that you said before is really important and the idea of honesty. So I've dealt with uh, an experience psoriasis on and off in certain aspects of my body. And I started tracing it back to some mother wounds, some things happening there. It's a protection, irritation, anger that is yet to be fully received or let out in many ways. And so I've, I've scratched these surfaces. And so everything you're saying feels really resonant. I feel like even this, this conversation is for all the people listening, but also myself. So I really appreciate those, everything you said there. Um, and I just wanted to put that out there. Now, kind of to segue into the next part, I would like to ask you, so you've, you're talking about these root levels and you also speak around minerals. So how does minerals play into all of this? Definitely. Well, minerals came into my, my realm of healing only after years of trying many other different modalities and other ways of healing, balancing my hormones, you know, making sure I'm taking all the right vitamins, trying to eradicate deep fungal infections, parasite infections, candida, mold, viruses, and not effectively actually eradicating it, eradicating it because I wasn't changing the terrain in which created the infection. So we're, we're so gung-ho about trying to kill all these parasites and fungal infections and gut issues without understanding that when we have these infections, we're under a significant amount of stress as it is. And when we are trying to clear out these infections, it can create more stress. So I like to tell my clients, if you have a fungal and parasite infection, we need to focus on remineralization to create a foundation and support your systems to where you can effectively handle the process and the stress of doing a cleanse. So you can actually do the cleanse, clear up what needs to get cleared up, and have the energy and the capacity to actually heal and not have a reaffection. And going through that many times myself, going through fungal infection cleanses, parasite cleanses, and trying to clear up a lot of these underlying gut issues I had, and then having it come back, realizing, okay, there's a significant component that I'm really missing here that I'm not aware of. That's when minerals came in. And as soon as I started studying about minerals and actually Taoist mysticism, I had all these things go off in my head that was like, wow, now I'm making all these connections and correlations. One, that minerals run the show. When we talk about energy, we're actually talking about minerals. Without minerals, we can't actually effectively create and produce energy. So minerals are responsible for creating energy in the body. Minerals are pretty much the soil in which the psyche actually grows and blossoms in. Just like a plant is only as healthy as a soil, the psyche can really only be as healthy as one's mineral status. So when you address the foundation, you address many other things that are out of balance. And then when you have a strong foundation, then you can effectively address fungal infections, parasite infections, Lyme, mold autoimmunity. But if you just try to address those things without remineralization, you're really actually setting yourself up for having a reinfection. And I have had a lot of clients that have come to me after doing different cleanses, liver flushes and all these things, they felt better. And then all of their symptoms return again. And I asked him, are you familiar with remineralization, balancing your minerals? Well, I've heard about it, but I haven't given much attention to it. Well, I'm like, that is the primary thing that we need to be addressing and focusing on. 
And here's the thing. If you really could balance the minerals in the body effectively, it actually takes care of a lot of the stuff that we thought we had to address before addressing the minerals. Because once you support the body with what it needs, many other things start coming back online. Like depending on the severity of a fungal infection or parasite infection, normally the two go hand in hand. Depending on the severity of it, you can actually clear up a fungal infection, parasite infection, yeast infection, candida, just through remineralization. And then sometimes it does take herbs like Vidanga, Shishandra, Golden Thread. That's a whole other story right there. Because we want to, you look at a lot of these formulas for eradicating parasites and fungus, they have like eight, 10 different herbs in it. They have like the shotgun approach. I'm just going to put all the herbs that are antifungal and antiparasitic in one formula, thinking it's going to just help people by them taking it. Without understanding that, there can be one herb in there that you're actually going to benefit from. And the other herbs you don't, and those other herbs are going to actually cancel out and cross out the benefit of that one herb. And that one herb, you're not going to get enough of a dose of that one herb. That's why when it comes to herbs, I only work with singular herbs. Supplements do three things. One, they either weaken us. Two, neutral, meaning they don't weaken or strengthen us. And then third, they strengthen us. Those are the supplements that actually heal us. Most people are taking supplements that weaken them, meaning it's actually subtracting and taking energy away from them. And if we can be on the right supplements for our individual needs, that's when healing actually happens. So just because I had a client as an example with psoriasis, and he responded really well to Vidinga and Malia, you may not respond well to Vidinga and Malia. You may need golden thread and marinda. And his dosing may be daily and your dosing may be every other day. We have to take that approach when it comes to addressing these things effectively. Unless we're going to be like a dog chasing his tail around, wondering why we can't get the tail. So that is one of the biggest things that brought me into the realm of minerals. And then from there, I've just been extensively studying it because it's fascinating. It's fascinating. Because I can look at a hair test, a HTMA. HTMA is hair tissue mineral analysis test. And I look at hair tissue test as a reflection of one shadow. You can really understand what's happening in somebody mentally and emotionally more than they can even understand themselves. So when we look at a report, we can see if somebody has anxiety, if somebody is in a state of denial, if they are in withdrawal. Uh, if they're emotionally numb, if they shut themselves off from really feeling what it is they need to feel. Um, bipolar, schizophrenia, um, all these so-called incurable psychological ailments all are reflections of what are happening in the body at a mineral level. So minerals significantly influence our emotions. You know, if I'm feeling this way, this is because that's an expression of a different or of a certain mineral pattern and relationship I have. So when it comes to relationships, you have a man and a woman, you're pretty much having a relationship between minerals. So when it comes to couples counseling and therapy, one of the greatest things you can do is actually remineralization because you're actually getting to the root of what is creating the issues that are at the surface. Wow. Okay, so if I'm hearing you correctly, and I want to restate this back here, so the minerals is sort of is the foundation in which you work. The remineralization affects every aspects of ourselves, including our emotional states and and our emotions overall. So, would you pair this with the minerals? Would you pair this work with some sort of, I guess? somatic healing, emotional healing, you know, going into trauma work and all of that? Or does, is that even necessary when you just have minerals? Does it start to bring everything up and out? Both. 
And here's the fascinating thing about mineral balancing, and I was actually sharing this with a client this morning. We actually go through phases of what is called retracing and unwinding and uncoiling, meaning we're going to retrace certain emotional patterns that we've yet been able to process, and we're actually going to retrace different metabolic conditions in which brought us to the metabolic condition that we were in when we first started doing remineralization. Meaning I have to regress and go through the different stages of stress in which led me to the stage of stress that I'm currently in. So it's actually a form of doing trauma release and somatic release work. Now, integrating that in for the individual can only help. But for some individuals, it may even be too much because it does bring up a lot of stuff in which we've not been able to be aware of. You know, because you, you, you're, you're, you're starting to loosen the bolts of the lid in which is preventing you from actually getting to the root of what it is that is creating the map. You know, I had a mom that had her son work with me. He was 17 years of age at the time, not focusing in school, you know, interacting with different substances, alcohol and other things that a lot of teenagers interact with and just being very distant, very distant from mom and dad. And the mom was very worried about it and wanted me to have him stop smoking and stop drinking and all these things. And I said, well, that's just treating the symptom. You really want to get to the root here? It's because there are a lot of imbalances that are happening at a mineral level in which is creating these different behaviors and these different needs to be seeking something out outside of him. You know, a lot of kids deal with ADHD. Well, ADHD is simply an expression of what's happening in the mineral body. So if I don't address what's happening in the mineral body, we're not going to effectively address really what is creating the concerns that you're having being a mom. What you're seeing here in your son is simply a state of his mineral health. Well, he's got anger outbursts. Well, anger outbursts is because you have iron that can't get effectively utilized by the body and is getting stuck in the tissues. Therefore, it's creating you to be very angry. Iron is a very masculine mineral. And if you have too much of it or you do not have enough of it in your blood and it's stuck in your tissues, that will create a lot of rage. That will create a lot of anger outbursts. Now create you to be very rigid and stubborn. You know, so that's where it's really important to integrate remineralization in plant medicine and psychedelic work. Because if I have an individual that comes to me with a lot of anger issues and I don't address what's happening in his body at a mineral level, there's not going to be long-term effectiveness with him doing a plant medicine ceremony. It can help him have more acceptance and more understanding of it, but he's not going to effectively be able to address it because... I don't care how much medicine you do. It's not going to mobilize iron for you. It's not going to rebalance your body, you know, when it comes to your, your mineral health. A lot of medicines actually do complete opposite. They deplete your mineral status. So if you go into medicine work in already a depleted state, it's going to actually be causing further depletion. Therefore, you're actually weakening the foundation that you already had weakened going into the medicine journey. Let's just use magnesium as an example, since a lot of people are familiar with it. Magnesium is responsible for activating over 3,451 enzymatic functions. Therefore, if we're deficient in magnesium, we're pretty much taking about 40% of the body's capacity to create energy, and the metabolism gets downregulated by that percentage as well. Therefore, we can't communicate to the hormones to do their job. So minerals tell enzymes... Here you guys go. Here's your guys' energy and information. Take this and deliver it to the hormones so they can do their job. Well, what happens if the minerals show up to the party and tell the enzymes, I'm sorry, we don't have what you ordered? Well, they're going to get mad, and they're probably not going to have anything to deliver to the hormones. Therefore, we're creating a whole issue here. So everything ends up getting out of balance. You know, So hormones, enzymes, vitamins, all this is essential when it comes to psychological, mental, and emotional health. But we can't have any of this if we have derangements and imbalances in our mineral body. 
It doesn't matter how much food you have in your fridge. If you don't have a pan to cook your food in, you're not going to be able to utilize the food. So you have to have a pan, in which is pretty much the prerequisite when it comes to cooking. Without a pan, you can't do anything with it. Or without a gas stove, you can't do anything. Metaphorically, the pan and the gas stove are the minerals to actually cook the food and turn it into something you can actually eat and put into your body. Mm. And what is the number one thing that we're all going through collectively? Stress. And stress is a beautiful thing. When we have the capacity to actually use it to strengthen us and use it to make us not just physically stronger, but also psychologically stronger and to learn how to adapt and react to the stress in a way that's not going to be taken from us. Well, if we can't do that and we're consistently creating more stress and more debt, all of that is depleting our minerals. So all the stressful events, if I'm working a nine to five job and I'm not happy in that job, I'm depleting my minerals in that job. If I come home and I'm not happy, my relationship and my needs aren't being met, that's stress. I'm depleting my minerals. So we're in a constant state of depletion because our bodies are so stressed. And then we don't have the capacity and energy to respond to the stress either. And that creates more stress. It's like if you're stressed and you work out, and if you don't have the energy to respond to that workout, you're actually creating more stress and you're not going to recover. Like you only get stronger when you rest. But a lot of us are not resting. Now, here's the hard thing for people that I really have a lot of empathy and compassion for. I understand that a lot of people can't get out of the stress. They can't get their mind out of it. They're so stuck and they're living in it. That's the thing. We get locked into these mineral patterns that keep us psychologically in a state of survival and in a state of fear. And you can't get somebody out of it psychologically unless you break them out of these patterns. You know, so as an example, when my mom transitioned out of this physical realm, when I was 13 years of age, that locked me into a mineral pattern that created what I would call a calcium shell. A calcium shell is where I'm pretty much cemented in and I'm in a constant state of denial. So my heart actually doesn't get further hurt. So actually, these mineral patterns are used to protect us from having further hurt and trauma. Wow. We're so gung-ho about trying to clear ourselves of heavy metals and do all these heavy metal detoxification um, you know, uh, programs and cleanses and stuff. But we don't understand that actually are these heavy metals coming in to actually save us and prevent us from actually getting sicker? That's the thing. These heavy metals actually come in as a backup mechanism when we have such a depletion in our mineral body because they kind of interact in the body in similar ways, even though, for example, mercury is extremely toxic, but mercury can come in when someone has a very low level of magnesium to prevent them from having further burnout. Therefore, they're going to accumulate mercury as a backup mechanism to prevent them from having further stress. So therefore, you can't just get rid of these heavy metals without understanding what's happening also in the other minerals. What's happening with calcium, magnesium, sodium, potassium, zinc, copper. Okay, somebody has cadmium toxicity, which is very common. Well, do they have cadmium toxicity because their body's trying to actually clear themselves of the excess zinc they have? Therefore, it's actually doing its job. Everything in the body really has a job. So it's like when we see a parasite infection in somebody, what is its job? What is it trying to teach this person? There are certain cases where actually the person may need to live with that parasite infection until they can find the meaning in the lesson and why they have that infection. You know? So it's, it's, it's a very delicate thing when it comes to mineral balancing because there are a lot of things to look at. It's not just, okay, take more magnesium because your magnesium level is low. You know, don't eat foods that have calcium because you have a calcium shell. You have to factor in all the facets that come into play when it comes to really looking at an HTMA report. It's just like an individual. 
you come to me with knee pain, I'm not going to look at your knee. I'm going to look at your shoulder. I'm going to look at your foot. I'm going to look at your atlas to see if it's subluxed. I'm going to look at your organ health. It's the same way when we're looking at one's mineral balance. We have to look at everything. We have to see, okay, why is this imbalanced? Okay, well, if I try to correct this imbalance now, can it actually create more of an imbalance? I learned that when I first started getting into remineralization. I tried correcting everything and didn't realize that actually that can be a very risky thing to do. So you always want to start in a place to where less is more. And the same with supplements, less is more. You don't want to be on 15, 20 different supplements because you can have those all canceling each other out. So sometimes just being on three to five different supplements can actually allow you to heal instead of being on 10, 15 different supplements. You know, and we, we, we want to be taking more magnesium, more magnesium because magnesium is being pretty much thrown at us as being the, the, magic, the magic mineral, but we don't understand that, okay, if we supplement with magnesium, that's going to lower calcium. So calcium and magnesium have an intimate relationship with each other. And we can't just supplement with magnesium without understanding that, okay, that can actually cause a very low level of calcium in the individual. So we need to put these things into consideration. Because if I introduce one mineral in your body, it's going to affect every other mineral. If I just give you potassium, that's going to affect every other mineral, not just potassium. So we have to understand the relationships that minerals have with each other. In the relationships that minerals have with each other is what is pretty much organizing energy and creating our perception. Just like when we look through a windshield of a car or we look through, you know, uh, a microscope. You know, when you look through a microscope, you kind of have to adjust it to make sure it's all clear because it'll be a little blurry. See, when we have mineral imbalances, it's like looking through that microscope and not being able to attune it to where we can actually see it clearly. We can't see through it. Therefore, our perception is very fragmented and modified, and it ends up creating something that is really not there. So as we start balancing our mineral body, we're actually changing our perception and we're cleaning the windshield in which we've not been able to see through. And when we have mineral imbalances, we actually end up creating perception that's looking at the rear view mirror. That's based out of the past, which ends up modifying the now, projects itself out into the future, and that itself creates a lot of fear. So it's, it's a huge, huge area of health when it comes to remineralization. It's not just about, okay, balancing the minerals and then you can start getting healthy. It's about balancing the minerals and just watching miraculous things happen. And it's just like with anything, a coach, a trainer, a shaman, a facilitator, a breathwork facilitator, it's all dependent on the facilitator himself or herself. So when it comes to mineral balancing, really it can only be as good as a practitioner that's assessing it and creating the protocol. That's one reason why I think HTMA testing doesn't get that much credit is because a lot of people do not really understand how to create effective mineral balancing programs based off of the HCMA test. Therefore, there's a lot of people that think it's not accurate and valuable for people to do. But I personally think it's one of the most valuable tests you can actually do because it provides you with actually what's happening in the body at a cellular level. And the hair is a great way of seeing what's happening in the cells in the body. The blood is just going to show you a snapshot of what's happening right then and there when you got that blood drawn. An HTMA test will show you what's been happening in your body over the last three months. There's really nothing else out there that can really reveal that. So there's a few questions I have as a follow-up to everything you just said. I mean, there are several questions here, but I want to gain some clarity on one thing and this kind of came through. So there's sort of this two-way dialogue happening between the minerals 
and obviously the rest of the body, the enzymes, the hormones and all of that on that physical level. And then on the emotional level, there's sort of this two-way conversation happening where emotions are affecting the minerals and the minerals are affecting the emotions. And each mineral has sort of uh, what I guess what I'm taking from this, uh, uh, an emotional quality to it. Definitely. <clears throat> Definitely. As an example, calcium acts like cement. So when somebody has high tissue calcium in their HTMA report, that will create them to feel cemented in, and that what and that's what creates them to be in a place of withdrawal and denial. They're numb. That's just the backup mechanism that prevents them from actually experiencing further hurt in the heart, though. Magnesium is all about fluidity and rhythm and flow. Iron is a very masculine mineral. So anger can come in when somebody has an imbalance between iron and copper. Now, one thing that is really important to understand is if you look at the abbreviation for iron, it's FE, which actually means fear. So here's a fascinating thing right here. When we do not have enough iron in the blood and we have iron that's stuck in the tissues, that will actually activate the fear response in the sympathetic nervous system and that will create us to be in a fight or flight state. So it may not be anything related to what's happening in our society that is creating fear. It may be iron that's out of balance that is actually activating and creating the fear in you. So these things are really important to understand. And when it comes to what you were kind of synthesizing with what I shared with you is, yeah, our minerals pretty much create our emotional health. And then our emotional health creates our mineral health. So the two are consistently in a relationship with each other and they're nothing but a mirror for each other. The question is, do your minerals create your emotional health or do your emotional or your emotions create your mineral health? It's like, do you create your image of God or does your image of God create you? We have to just live in experience and figure out the answer ourselves. Well, one thing I can say is balancing your minerals can definitely help balance your emotions. Beautiful. So that would be a really, you know, and again, I guess that that question is extremely valid because, you know, you look at the realm of, I guess, emotional release and you look at shadow work and all of these things that work with the psyche, work with the emotions. And then, yeah, how is that interacting with these minerals? But then, of course, asking the question the other way around. And from what I'm gathering from you, you've seen significant, um, I guess you've had significant findings and research into this where it is directly clearing, perhaps clearing uh, certain emotions, not clearing because nothing's ever lost, but rather just, you know, balancing everything out. Absolutely. And, you know, after years of working with medicines myself and having buckets full of awareness and insight, but not being able to act on the awareness and insight. Okay, I have the awareness that I need to love more fully in relationship and be more intimate with my significant other, and yet I can't act and be present on that. And understanding that, okay, what is it that's actually blocking me and preventing me from creating a new pattern of loving more fully? Well, seeing that since I was in a very imbalanced place related to my minerals, that was one of the biggest things that was preventing me from actually utilizing and being present in my awareness. And see, that's the thing. Plant medicine teachers are incredible, extremely powerful, especially at creating awareness and insight and changing our perception. But I think a lot of people would be able to relate that their perception sheet seems very different after medicine and then it slowly starts regressing back to the same place that it was in before they did medicine. Our mineral health has a big factor in what brings us to the place that we were in before and prevents us from staying in that new place of kind of awe and being in magnificence of the world. And then also being able to stay present in the awareness that, okay, I do need to love more fully in relationship. How can I show up for myself and my significant other and actually do that? And that's one thing that I've been able to actually witness in myself. So I'm not just talking from a place of seeing it in other people, seeing it in myself that, wow, I can actually really act on this now. 
pretty phenomenal. Like I'm actually surprising Jason myself, seeing that actually I'm this receptive and I'm able to actually be more yin in regards to actually love more fully. And, you know, one thing that was actually very, very um, insightful for me was one thing that's been hard for me is hearing the truth, like really hearing the truth and hearing that just deep honesty when somebody's sharing it with me. Normally, I can feel myself inwardly shut off. I may still act like I'm engaged and I'm listening, but inwardly, I'm not hearing it. It's just going through me. And this was probably about eight months ago when somebody actually shared something with me, and I'll be vulnerable that, you know what, Jason, you're not really creating safety and security emotionally for your significant other. You're doing it in ways of helping her with supplements and cooking for her and doing all these things you know, physically, but psychologically, she needs to feel safe and secure and you're not being out of, you're not providing that for her. I actually received that and felt it and allowed that energy that came in from that share to actually change my way of seeing it myself. So I've become way more receptive of actually receiving what it is I need to receive in here, which all brings us back to honesty. So I would say my honesty itself has really changed because I'm way more receptive of seeing it. And therefore you're receptive to the healing that can take place from these moments because you're in a more yeah yin, feminine, receptive, allowance type of state. Yes, yes. And it's allowed my masculine to really be more grounded in myself. You know, my masculine energy has been so much up in my head and it really hasn't been able to get me anywhere. As the acronym for the mind goes, moving in no direction. And for once, I've actually been able to really get that masculine energy more rooted in my heart. And for me, at least, it's not about brute force and this just big, deep strength. To me, it's about gentleness and compassion. And one of the most healing things for me in space is actually being in space with other men and being able to actually cuddle and be affectionate and intimate, not in a way of, you know, having sex, but I'm talking about affection and intimacy that shouldn't scare men and think that's wrong, but cuddling and holding each other and allowing us to just be in a space of being in truth. That right there has been so healing for me. Now, Jason two years ago would have never allowed that to happen. Jason now thrives for that. And I have to hand that to the balancing I've been doing because I'm in a place of more receptivity. And this also goes back to an earlier point you made that it actually um, perhaps expands the creative capacity. And when I say creative, not just from an outlet of creativity and writing, speaking, painting, whatever it is, but creativity and creating your reality, manifestation, magnetism, all of that begins to shift as a result of remineralization as well is what I'm gathering. Definitely. Um, you know, it's as an example, what happens when you don't water a plant, it completely dries out and it starts to die. Well, if you put really, really good water on the plant that's, you know, already almost dead, you can actually save that plant and it will actually start having life because of the water. It's like that when it comes to minerals, metaphorically, the water represents minerals, you know, so we're watering these plants that we haven't been giving any attention to. Now, the fascinating thing about the human body is look at all the garbage that we put in it and it can still actually somewhat live. So... It's like a plant that has been dead, yet you can actually still bring that dead plant back to life. So it's just fascinating that no matter how dry your plant is, you can always add water to it and you can always create life out of that dead plant. Meaning no matter how far in the hole you feel, how deep in the mud you feel stuck, you can bring yourself out of that hole and you can bring yourself out of that mud. And one of the best places to start is remineralization. And another note that I want to make, when it comes to remineralization, it's not about just giving you minerals. It's also giving you different supplements with the right formulations of different vitamins, 
different precursors, different cofactors, but understanding the relationship between minerals and hormones, minerals and vitamins, minerals and enzymes. So a mineral balancing program doesn't just have minerals. It focuses on minerals, but it has other supplements that are going to actually allow the minerals to get effectively utilized because you have to work the body from all facets. Okay. Yeah, that makes, that makes total sense. And I mean, there's just so much interest here for myself, you know, in this conversation of like, we're definitely having a conversation offline because yeah, there's a, there's a lot here that's very much resonating with me. Um, what I really would like to just segue into, and perhaps this could, you know, and maybe there's any more information you feel called to share, you're more than welcome to, but just as a segue into the plant medicine realm, because I know there's a lot of interest there for people, people listening to this and yeah, when it comes to plant medicines, when it comes to minerals, you know, what is sort of, you've touched on a little bit, but what's sort of the interaction happening here and what can change with these experiences you did mention about receiving awareness of course, which is a beautiful thing, but then integrating it, you know, with minerals is obviously a key thing, but anything else you want to share around that realm, I think could be really good. Definitely. Well, you know, a metaphor that I like using is when we have mineral imbalances and when I mean, when I say mineral imbalances, it also factors in deficiencies and different excess expressions of minerals so an excess for example of zinc a deficiency of copper or vice versa so i just like saying imbalances when we have imbalances it's like having holes in a tire and i don't care how much air you put into these holes or how much air you put into the tire if you don't fix the holes it's not going to retain the air so that's the thing when we go into medicine we often for the first time feel what real love is but if we don't have a tire that is not, you know, leaking or a tire that doesn't have holes in it, or if it's a tire that has holes in it, we won't be able to retain that love. It would just go right through us. So that's why it's really important to have that awareness, understanding that we have to have at least a functional tire that can retain the love, retain the awareness to where we can actually move with it. Because what happens when you have a flat tire? You can't move. You're stuck. And that's what happens when we're doing medicine after medicine after medicine. We're not really going anywhere because we don't have enough air in the tires to really move us. Meaning we don't have the minerals to allow us to progress and move forward. Now here's the thing. Being in ceremony is a stressor. But like I said, it's not necessarily a bad stressor. But what makes it a... I don't want to say the word bad, but what can make it a stressor that can not be the best for somebody is if they already have a significant amount of stress in their life, psychologically and physiologically, then the medicine can actually add more stress to that. But if we can go into the medicine being in a very rested and rooted and grounded place, then that stressor from the medicine is not going to be taken from us. We can handle it. I mean, I think anyone that's gone through a deep medicine experience feels like it's an Iron Man for the psyche. So that goes to show you it is a stressor. We're moving through things and we're going through all the content in our psyche at an incredibly fast rate. So that requires a lot of energy. That's why I really don't follow a lot of the traditional dietas because they don't work for me because they take energy from me. I'd rather eat a little meat go in with enough energy to where I can actually engage in the medicine without it taking from me. That's the thing. So we have to understand, we have to do what I call the energy evaluation and assessment. When I go into medicine, if I rank my energy on a one to a 10 scale, where does it fall in? If it's anything less than a seven, then there's a really good chance that the medicine may be taking more energy from me. So we want to have at least, at least a six when it comes to having enough energy to really effectively engage in the medicine and retain that information and integrate what it is that we actually had insight and awareness on. Beautifully said. 
and and understood. It makes so much so much sense. And even just thinking back to my own plant medicine experiences, there's been some where I've felt exactly that love you're talking about, and then boom, you know, two days later, it's gone. I'm back into my old sort of fearful self in, inside of me. And then of course there's been traumatic incidences using, you know, some plant medicines, you know, a, a lot of ayahuasca has brought me into some interesting shadow states and, you know, so it, all of this makes sense. So I guess, you know, I believe there's probably people listening to this right now that would be like, okay, so how can I set up for this protocol and actually like work with you? And, you know, I'm one of those people for sure, because I'm, I'm fully in. Um, but let's say somebody right now isn't going to go through that whole experience and they want to go into a plant medicine journey. Is there something they can do uh, beforehand as a prep to go into that? You know, that could be something like a simple thing that they could do to, I guess, remineralize or anything like that. Hmm. You know, that's a great question. And it's hard because when it comes to making recommendations, take this, take that, or don't take that, don't take that. It really depends on really where they fall into play with their mineral status, you know? So like, what is the one thing that happens as we age? Our metabolism slows down. We slow down. All body systems start slowing down. That is an expression of more mineral imbalances. So our metabolism starts off being more fast and then it starts slowing down. So what you'll see when somebody has a very fast metabolism to where they're metabolizing and burning through energy and food at a faster rate than what is optimal for them, you'll see them be more extroverted and they'll have more anxiety and they'll be more hot-headed. They'll be more hyper in regards to hyperthyroidism and overactivity of the adrenal glands. Pretty much they have their foot on the gas pedal and they're going down the road at 100 miles per hour and they think nothing is going to stop them. Someone that has a slower metabolism, aka slow, um, a slow oxidizer, their body is now forcing them to rest. Now their foot is on the brake because they ran out of gas and now they start having underactivity of the adrenal glands and underactivity of the thyroid. So they start coming to a place of hypothyroidism and their body starts running cold. So when your body starts running cold, you have to be careful with introducing minerals in because when you're in a slow oxidizer state, You don't want to be adding minerals that are going to be very calming and buffering because that's going to slow the metabolism down more. So you want to effectively work with that individual to to start speeding up their metabolism. Somebody that has a fast oxidation rate and their foot is on the gas pedal, you need to slow them down before they blow their freaking motor out. Meaning calcium and magnesium can be their two best friends because calcium and magnesium are calming and buffering minerals. But if you give somebody calcium and magnesium that really has a slow metabolism, it's going to slow them down even more. So you can look at it in a way for our listeners, if you can relate to yourself being in a place of go, 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 and you have symptoms of hyperthyroidism, you have symptoms of excessive cortisol secretion and excessive adrenal gland activity. Focus on minerals that are more yin and more calming and buffering. But if you're in a place of, you know, already being slowed down and you feel like you just don't have any energy and you're fatigued, focusing on minerals that can be a little bit more, I don't want to say stimulating, but I'd say a little bit more energizing. You know, so that may be vitamin C, that may be certain B vitamins, that may be, um, you know, some zinc, that even may be, you know... um, manganese, you know, there, there's so many minerals that can help get us out of that slow state more into a balanced state. Um, so when it comes to recommendations for people, I'm very cautious on what I do recommend because if I wait, if I make the one wrong me- recommendation, it can create more imbalances for them and I don't want to do that. But one thing I can say is depending on the medicine you're going to be working with, I generally don't recommend 
cutting fat intake and salt intake down that low because we need the nutrients in the fat and in the salt to allow us to have the capacity and energy to work with these medicines. There's a time and a place for everything. If I am really going to be, you know, putting a lot of energy into doing like an ayahuasca ceremony, I'll follow a traditional dieta for maybe five days, but I'll be eating meat all the way up to those five days. But generally speaking, when I work with any other medicine, I eat meat day before and I ground with meat right away because I am also putting in, putting into consideration the health of my physical body. And I don't want to be too far up in the spiritual realms and not being able to be grounded and integrated more here into, in, into the earthly realm. Hmm. Yeah. Thank you for that. And, and totally understood. I mean, this is such a, there's such uh, intricacies and complexities with all of this because everybody's unique in their own way. So yeah, I, I really respect that answer and uh, really appreciate it. So yeah, this has been an incredible conversation. Uh, I, I feel like there's going to be a lot of people that are going to listen to this and find real value as I have and, and just a whole nother world to explore here. It's like, wow, it's very, very incredible and amazing work that you're doing. So where can people connect with you? Where can people find you if they want to go deeper? Yeah, the simplest way to do that would be via email at jason at specializedhealthandexercise.com and the and is A-N-D. So jason at specializedhealthandexercise.com. You can email me and we can set up a free consultation and we can dive deeper into what you're wanting to um, explore. Um, and then also my website to find out some more information. I've updated it recently. Um, with a lot of the new stuff that I've been integrating in my practice. So it's not completely up to date on everything I do, but you can get the gist of what I do more. Um, and that is specialized health and exercise.com. Beautiful. And then on Instagram, it is J dot Ganzuk J dot G A N D Z J U K. And I have an incredible amount of information on my feed. A lot of information. I can attest to that. Yeah, for sure. Definitely go follow him. Check out his work. And brother, it's been amazing. Thank you for this really enlightening conversation. Thank you for having me on. And I'm sure we will definitely do a part two. I would love that.